to our text from this morning in Philippians chapter number 3. And uh, I was going to preach something else tonight, but I guess somebody said out loud, he's spending too much time in this spot. Uh, and a lot of people heard it, so I'm going to do more uh, tonight, uh, just, uh, just because. Uh, and, uh, and so we'll spend a little bit more time elaborating uh, on uh, these points uh, from Philippians chapter number 3. Uh, and then focus in on a couple other things. But let me read just uh, not that whole portion from this morning. Uh, but verse, starting in verse number 13 of chapter number 3 of the book of Philippians, the Bible says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And then, of course, uh, as we uh, went a little bit further, uh, that was the, the mind of the Apostle Paul, uh, encouraged us to be like-minded, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and basically reminding us that if we're not that, of that same mind when we get to heaven, the Lord's going to correct it. And uh, we'll, by the way, we'll regret. Uh, we're gonna, I don't want to live a life of regret. Uh, I just really don't. And, uh, and so Paul says he pressed towards the mark and says that's what we all should do. And he uses the analogy of running a race. Uh, now, I don't know about you, uh, but I don't like running at all. Uh, I don't know why people do it. They say it's fun. Uh, and uh, they say if you run, you get a runner's high. I'm, I have never, ever in my life felt that. Um, I've had side aches. Uh, I've, had, um, um, not, I've been nauseous uh, in heat stroke, but I've never, I've never had a runner's high. Uh, and I just, uh, I just don't, I don't understand it. But I know people, how many, is anybody in here likes to run? Uh, I mean, like, you run fast and for short amounts of time, uh, and, uh, but like over a distance, it's, it's tough, and, uh, and if somebody had come to me and said, Pastorino, I got great news for you, I signed you up for the Boston Marathon, uh, and um, we bought you tickets and all the, whatever, we'll take care of everything, uh, I don't, I don't care, uh, I'm not going, <laughs> and, uh, uh, because I am just not a runner, and, but I'm saying that to say this. When we got saved, when you got saved, there are a lot of things that happened. Uh, of course, uh, we were justified uh, and uh, our sins were washed away. Uh, we know that we were indwelled with the Spirit of God. Uh, we're no longer condemned. Uh, we're, uh, we're accepted in the beloved. Uh, and so transactionally, there's a lot of things that took place that you didn't necessarily feel and understand. There are a lot of responsibilities uh, that you took on uh, when you got saved. Uh, we're supposed to be soul winners, uh, preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, we have uh, to be uh, a light. We're salt and light. Uh, and, and I'm saying that to say those are things uh, that you didn't know you were signing up for uh, when, when you got born again. Um, but, uh, but they're there. Uh, and they're there whether you like for them to be there or not. And so here's, here's uh, the point we're going to get into. When you got saved... Uh, you got signed up for a race, uh, and you're running it, uh, whether you like it or not. God's, uh, he's bringing us to an expected end, and so there's a life of sanctification. There's things that God does through the Spirit, uh, the fruits of the Spirit, God working in and through us as we're indwelled with the Spirit of God. Uh, but there's things that the Bible says that we're to put off the old man and his deeds, and uh, we're to put on Christ. Uh, we get rid of some stuff in our life, and we put on other things. Admittedly so, as an independent Baptist, super good at the list of stuff that we're supposed to put off. Man, we got that down. Uh, but when it comes to the things that we're supposed to put on, we're not so good at. 
Uh, and, uh, and we need to discover that more and look at that and all the virtues that God has put uh, in the Word of God for us to take on. Uh, those uh, are things that we should be working for. So you've been signed up for a long-distance marathon race uh, that you are in, uh, and, uh, and there really isn't any participation trophies for this one. Um, in fact, Paul says, um, you know, everybody, everybody's run the race, uh, and, uh, but he says we need to run so that we may obtain. Uh, so run I, uh, and he's running that race to win. Uh, and uh, as a song, you know, uh, we're helped with the grace of God. Uh, were it not for grace, we couldn't do a thing. Um, but there are some things that God tells us we're supposed to do uh, in running this race that we'll focus on tonight. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I pray uh, that you bless your word this evening and help us uh, from, from it. Uh, help us to be better for having uh, heard it uh, and that we would endeavor uh, in our life to be a better Christian. We love you in Jesus' name. Uh, amen. Uh, and so Paul uh, is the one who uses this analogy quite a bit. But let's look at a couple of the verses I mentioned uh, in uh, and I mentioned quickly this morning and didn't stick uh, a whole lot or take a whole lot of time there. So turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. And um, <clears throat> the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, remember, uh, Paul's in Corinth. Uh, he's using uh, this, uh, he uses wrestling analogies. He uses running analogies. Uh, and uh, and uh, those are all... Um, because they would understand that. They would know it related. And Paul did that uh, in, at Mars Hill recently. We talked about it, how he, he took uh, all of their uh, many gods and says, I'm going to preach you the unknown God. And he flipped uh, what they believed uh, into a way uh, to present the gospel uh, to them. And he says this in 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. I, I quoted a little bit, misquoted a moment ago. But it says this. It says, Know ye not uh, that they which run a race run all. Everybody, he's saying, you know that everybody who's running a race is running, right? They're all in it and they're all running. But one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. Um, We are, uh, unfortunately, we live in a time in our culture uh, where um, uh, sport, I love sports. I love a lot of things about sports. And sports, it taught me, at least when I was growing up, uh, that there's winners and losers. Uh, and uh, there were, you know, that you had to work hard, uh, and there were times where you thought you should be out there, but you're riding the bench, and you had to process that and work through it. There was, you know, you learned there's no I in team, uh, and there are many, many things that we can learn from sports, uh, and, and I encourage people to be involved in that. I like it. I, uh, I don't think it should keep you from the house of God and, and, the, and the work of God uh, that God has for your life, uh, and, uh, and all those things we have to be temperate in. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, but I think that it's great. And so Paul's using that and he's saying, you know, run that you may run like a winner, run that, that you can win, not just, not just be in it. Um, we had of course, uh, vacation Bible school or, or Bible day camp recently. I was reminded of this as well as at youth camps the same way. Uh, inevitably we get out there for the games uh, and uh, I'm like, everybody, everybody out here. But before we even get out there, there's always a junior ager, um, teen, it doesn't matter, teenager. There's like, do I have to play? Um, and, uh, and what we have to do is say, yes, it is mandatory. 
Everybody needs to be out on the field. Everybody is participating. Uh, you don't get to sit this out. You get to. Now, uh, and, uh, and then it's like, oh, I'm tired, or can I get some water? Or like this year, kids are full of ants uh, as they're rolling around. Uh, time out, got to get all the ants off the kids. Uh, and so there are, there are those types of obstacles. Um, but, but when it comes to the, our running the race that God has set before us, um, you can't tap out of that. You can't go, you know, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not interested. Uh, when, when you bowed your head and asked Jesus Christ to save you, by his grace he saved you uh, and filled you with the spirit of God and you were bought with a price, you're not your own. Uh, and he set you, and you can call it, like I said this morning, destiny, path, live in your dash, uh, run in a race, uh, but God is bringing you from, uh, uh, you're a new Christian in Christ and we're supposed to live our life in, to be more like him. And that was what Paul was stressing uh, in Philippians chapter number three, to know him uh, and to be like him. And that's the goal. Uh, and that's why he gave that testimony. And he uh, qualified that or illustrated that to the Corinthian church uh, with this running uh, to obtain a prize. And so if you're in it, um, you need to be in it to win it. All right. Uh, and, uh, and running so that you may obtain. Uh, and then he says, every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Um, I was, uh, actually, when we were getting our hair cut yesterday, there was a, I don't know what program it was, but uh, the barbers got this big screen close to whatever, and, and it was about uh, a, an Egyptian uh, Muslim man uh, who is becoming a sumo wrestler. Uh, and now, you know, I can get into training for sumo. I mean, you get to eat a lot, uh, and, uh, and I, could, I could dig that. Uh, but, uh, but he was trying to break in, and with that culture and everything else, uh, it was very difficult. So it was kind of document, uh, it was a documentary or whatever, showing how he was breaking into the professional uh, sumo, uh, you know, whatever, federation, what, I, what, the, what it's called. Uh, but it was hard for him to be accepted, uh, because of um, his religious beliefs uh, and how it differed with uh, the Japanese. Uh, but it was just a different kind of a culture. But he lived it. He, they trained seven days a week. Uh, and, uh, and when they're not training, you know, they're, they're eating copious amounts of, of calories and, and trying to do that. Uh, and uh, so um, there's a lot of discipline uh, that is involved in any type of a sport. We think of the Olympics uh, and what... Uh, all that they do, years and years and years of training uh, for maybe a few seconds in time. Uh, and then the disappointment you can imagine uh, in the, the hearts and minds of people who prepared and in, in, in struggled and you know, worked hard for years and years and years to get the Olympics, and then they, they couldn't do it because they were test, tested positive for COVID. Um, it had to be heart-wrenching, uh, to say the least. Uh, but he who strives... Uh, is temperate in all things. In fact, Paul says elsewhere when he says that we are good soldiers, uh, he says that if you're a good soldier, you don't, you don't think about the cares of this world. Uh, you focus. That's why when soldiers go to, the, uh, to uh, you know, they're deployed, uh, they make sure everything's taken care of uh, and uh, uh, all the ducks are in a row and so that they can go there because they don't want to be in a foxhole or, uh, you know, or whatever and the bullets are flying and they're wondering, uh, is my wife paying the electric bill? Um, they can't think about uh, the, the things of this world uh, if you're going to be a good stroll. So he says, uh, every man that striveth for mastery is temperate in all things. And when they do that, they do it uh, for a corruptible crown. And we do it for an incorruptible crown. Uh, 
Here's what I believe. Um, in fact, when I was in Bible college, I used to get upset at this guy. His name was Butch. Uh, and, uh, and he, um, the Bible reading this guy ever, I've ever met at that point, uh, I'd wake up, middle of the night, he'd be uh, reading his Bible. But he never did his homework. And he got F's on all of his papers. And he basically got run out of Bible college uh, because he, and, and it bothered me because here's what I, I thought, you know, you should be working way harder uh, for the ministry of the gospel than anyone studying to be an electrician or a doctor or whatever. Uh, and uh, because, uh, you know, you're not doing this to make money. And so he says, if you're stri- those who strive for these uh, crowns are temperate in all things, but the crowns that we are striving for are incorruptible. Uh, and I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I. And he uses that, not as one that beat at the air. I mean, he's hitting something. Uh, and uh, and he, he says, I keep uh, under my body and bring it to subjection, lest by any means, uh, as I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. So we are running a race, and we need to run it uh, so that we may obtain, uh, and we're in it whether we like it or not. Um, and so, uh, so you might as well strive and, and run hard uh, so that you can win. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, we go to Hebrews chapter number 12 uh, real quick. Uh, and Paul, uh, I believe, is the writer of the book of Hebrews. Uh, and we've talked about that recently. Uh, but uh, he, uh, in chapter number 12, and, and remember, there's a lot of times where we take the Bible and we make application where it really isn't in the context of that. We use verses and whatever. And we do that a little bit uh, with Hebrews chapter number 12 uh, and verse number 1. Remember, Hebrews 12 is after Hebrews what? All right. In Hebrews 11, we call it the Christian Hall of Faith. And so he says uh, that, um, uh, and he gives out the testimony of what they did by faith. Last week, we were talking from Isaiah when the Bible says, ye are witnesses, uh, they are proof, evidences of uh, that the word of God was true uh, and, uh, and that God uh, was a God who delivered, uh, he said and he delivered, uh, and, he's, and he used that word witness. Now, I want you to think about that in light of this, because when we read it, here's what we, we normally think. Uh, well, uh, let's read it, Hebrews 12, verse number 1. Wherefore, seeing we are also uh, uh, compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that which doth so easily beset us, uh, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now, I don't want to get bogged down in it, uh, but we often look at that and think, all right, Moses and, you know, and all, everybody that's listed in the Hall of Faith, we imagine we're running our race, uh, and all of, all of them, uh, they're all watching us. They say we're encompassed by uh, so great a cloud of w- witnesses, and so we think, well, um, they're watching us, but they're not. All right, and uh, it said, it's saying they are witnesses, they are testimonies of. We are surrounded by witnesses like we would read in Isaiah 43. Uh, they they uh, are a testimony of faith. And he says, wherefore that we are compassed about, wherefore seeing we are compassed about by a great cloud of witnesses, uh, who they are, not necessarily watching us. He says, we're going to run our race. And I also want to point out, he says, it's the race that is set before you. Now, if, if I did like running, which I don't, We've already established that. Uh, if I did, um, and I was gonna, if I was wanting to qualify for the Boston Marathon, um, I would choose a race. There's one, I don't know what it's called, uh, the name of it, but it's in Portland area. Uh, and, uh, and you can qualify for the Boston Marathon by running this race. Uh, but, it, but it goes, it, you start and you end up at 2,500 feet lower in elevation when you end. 
it's like all downhill. So if I was going to run a race and I had to choose uh, the course, I would choose that one. Uh, give me a course that is all downhill. <laughs> uh, and then if I, if I had the choice, I would, uh, I would run the course that I picked and I would choose the, opti- the optimal temperature. Uh, and so I was reading up on this. Okay, if I'm going to run, I'm going to... I'm gonna, so uh, they say the optimal uh, temperature for running a marathon is between 44 degrees Fahrenheit and 59 degrees Fahrenheit. And so as that's kind of the great window, too cold, too hot, all kinds of crazy things happen. And, uh, and so I thought, okay, well, optimal, if I had to run it, I'd pick that course. Uh, I, would, I, I would have uh, the right temperature. I would, um, if it wasn't that course, I'd pick one with an optimal grade. And they, uh, it's like negative, what is it, negative 14 degrees to negative 20 degrees uh, is kind of this optimal grade if you're going to be running downhill. I want the wind at my back, <laughs> uh, and uh, and I will absolutely totally carb load um, before I before I did it uh, to the specifications because I like I like pasta and rice uh, and those types of things and do that and so I thought man carb load it and by the way when I see I see runners just you know I don't know if people are training or whatever and uh, and I don't know what it is but but I can see a lot of overweight people who are running. So I thought, to my, I thought to myself a little earlier this afternoon, I said, I thought, who is the heaviest person to ever win a marathon? So I Googled it. And it, and it always threw me off to different things. The heaviest person who completed a marathon. Uh, so the heaviest person that completed the Boston Marathon uh, was 427 pounds. Uh, and they completed it. They didn't win it. And so when I typed in, I saw this other thing, and show, it, it showed me, because uh, I was curious, um, what the, um, the, the BMI, uh, the height and weight of every Olympic marathon winner from like 19-whatever all the way to current day, the last couple years were uh, Kenyan. There were a lot of Kenyans in there. And um, the heaviest person to win an Olympic marathon was 170 pounds. Uh, he was six foot two, 170 pounds. Everybody else um, were either five foot four to five foot eight, um, anywhere from 99 pounds uh, to, on average, like the 130s, 140s, and and those are all the people. So the idea is lighter is faster. Lighter is faster. And uh, and so so you look up Boston Marathon, whatever. Uh, so they have the um, the heaviest person to win uh, the Boston Marathon uh, was Lawrence. Uh, uh, don't know what his last name was. Uh, he was also 170 pounds. Uh, one of the lightest people, whatever, in the Olympics was five foot two, 90, uh, 99 pounds. And uh, and uh, but the average 115, 140 pounds, five foot four to five foot seven. Uh, and uh, and so they are uh, lighter is faster. Not only do they look at BMI and all those things, but they do a lot of stuff with their clothes uh, and, uh, and how they run. There's just a lot, of, a lot of variables as they do, and they train and train and train and, and do all that. Uh, but um, uh, there, there isn't anybody over 170 pounds uh, that has won a marathon, at least that I could find out. If you can find out differently, uh, I'd love to, to know who that is. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so I'm kind of like, uh, I might as well not try because I'm not at 170. Uh, and if I'm going to run it, I want to win it, uh, and, uh, and it just ain't, uh, it ain't happening because I can't, I can't pick it. And here's the point I'm trying to make. Um, we, can't, we don't get to choose our race. 
We don't get to choose the course. Um, now, um, you know, I would say in, in the race that God has set before me, there's been a lot uphill. There's been some downhill. There's been many obstacles in the way. Um, there have been people try to get me off course. Um, I've not been paying attention, and I've found myself, uh, you know, uh, veering off course as well. And so I, I don't get to choose it. You don't get to choose it. It's a race that's set before you. So there's, a, there's one aspect that we can look at to say we need to be content with, um, you know, the, the race that God has set before each and every one of us. And they're different. And, uh, and I'd say, you know, um, just like in a, um, the Christian life isn't easy. Um, nowhere in the Bible does it say it's going to be easy. Uh, and, and God says we're supposed to run this race with temperance, with patience. But he says that we might remove uh, the weights uh, that it says there in Hebrews chapter number 12. So backing up just for a second, uh, I don't think that, you know, Moses and Abraham and everybody's necessarily watching each and every one of us run our race. They are witnesses that were encompassed about. And uh, in fact, um, uh, it says two different things here. It says that we are to, uh, to run uh, and that when we do that, we're to lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. So let me talk about a second for that, that sin. Remember, Hebrews 12 comes after Hebrews what? And uh, that's the hall of faith. And uh, the Bible says here, remove the weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us. It doesn't say the sins. But when we think about it, we think we have to remove all, all of our besetting sins, which is an okay application, but it says the sin which so easily besets us. So it's singular. And, uh, and just throwing it out there, maybe I'll preach that another time. I think the sin that we lay aside is the sin of unbelief, the sin of a lack of faith, because he just gives us uh, a seminar on faith. Uh, in fact, and then he goes on to say, looking unto Jesus, in verse number two, the author and finisher of our faith. Uh, and uh, I, it's almost, you ever see the, or I would think of, um, this is how I would get, through a marathon, somebody would have to run in front of me uh, with uh, a fishing pole with a taco on the end, <laughs> and, uh, in, a, in, you know, in a car, a pace car in front, and I'd run because I want that taco. Uh, and, uh, and so we, we've all seen something illustrated like that. Uh, but, but if you can imagine, I don't want to be irreverent or whatever, but the way that we, uh, and I'm not out in front of, uh, but as a pastor, uh, I kind of feel like, like I have to almost put Jesus in front of people um, so, so that they would, they would follow him. But the way that w- when we get into the endurance of our marathon, our race, we look unto Jesus. He is the author and finisher of our faith. So if we want to finish well, we've got to look to him. And when we don't look to him is when we get off course and we mess everything up. Uh, but we know we're supposed to keep our eyes, uh, set our affections on things above. Uh, we're, we, it's, a, it's a narrow way. Uh, and and it, takes, it takes discipline, putting our bodies under subjection in, re, in removing uh, the sin uh, that so easily besets us, and that's unbelief. We pray, I believe, God help me with my, um, with my unbelief. We, we know God uh, will bless us and provide because he says, but then we don't, we don't, we don't act like we believe that. Uh, unbelief is, uh, is something that, we, that every Christian struggles with uh, from time uh, to time. But... Having said that, uh, if we, we know that we're supposed to remove sins. Sins will keep us uh, from, from obtaining the prize, from running the race in a way uh, that is a, a good way. Uh, so if I want to stand before God uh, and to Him say, you did run well, 
well done, thou good and faithful servant. I have to put off the old man and his deeds. I have to root sin out of my life. I'm a sinner saved by grace, but in this flesh, I still sin. And when those things are identified, those are things that are going to keep me from uh, running a lawful and striving for mastery in a lawful way. Uh, we have to remove sin, big sins, little sins. I know sin in the eyes of God, besetting sins. Uh, those are all hindrances to the race. So whether we say, all right, it's the sin, we remove unbelief from our life, or we say, here are the besetting sins, or here's our, here are sins of commission, sins of omission, things that I shouldn't do, things that I should be doing that I'm not doing. I got to clean it up because I got to run a clean race. Uh, and I want to, and I want to win it. I'm not running it. Um, and it's like <clears throat> most Christians, are, I don't want to say most, some Christians, I'll just put it that way. Um, there are some Christians, if you think about the running the marathon and running well, whatever, running so that maintain, uh, they don't want to be running. I feel like they, you know, they're putting in a time of 30 some hours, like, you know, all the, all the, everybody's gone and, and went home. And they're just crossing the line, like, uh, I did it. Uh, and there's, there's nobody, nobody there. Um, they, they didn't care. They didn't put whatever. And it's like, I'm not, I want to finish, but I want to finish well. I want God to bless and run to obtain. So it's like, I'm in a race, so I might as well run. And if I'm going to run and run well, I've got to get rid of the sin, besetting sins, those things in my life. But he also says this, to remove the weights. He uses weights and sins. So he says, to remove the weight uh, that, uh, and lay aside every weight and the sin. Now, the weights uh, don't necessarily have to be something that's bad. The weight is something that is going to hinder you uh, from running your race well. Uh, this morning, we were using uh, the, the, uh, the example of, uh, of, uh, of the haircut in the choir and whatever. And so if... Uh, if God uh, told Dominic, I want, you know, wants to be in the choir, he said, well, I want to get involved in church. Uh, he's like, well, I can sing. I can use my talent for the Lord. And I can join the choir. Uh, and then he's, I'm going to join the choir. Pastor says, oh, I got to get a haircut. Uh, and he's like, oh, um, I really don't want to do that. What that is, is a weight to Dominic. Um, it's something in his life that would keep him uh, from, from running or doing what God would have him to do. Uh, and, uh, and not necessarily, you know, whatever we can. There are things in our life uh, that are weights that we don't even know they're weights. Um, there are people in your life that are weights that are keeping you from running your race well. There, there, are, there are sins, all that, yes, uh, but there are things that aren't. Um, and, uh, or it could be marginal things like, um, you know, uh, an attitude. We can have a sinful attitude, but we can also have kind of a, a complacent, apathetic type attitude and spirit that keeps us from, from uh, engaging in uh, the life that God wants us to live. Uh, and when we do that, uh, it hurts our ability uh, to, uh, you know, to go forward for Christ. So I'm getting rid of sins, but I'm also getting rid of weights. If we think of the, um, uh, the, the marathon and running, there's all kinds of stuff that they would do. I was, I was reading another book, not good to great, uh, but another one on, uh, it was called Atomic Habits. Uh, and, uh, and he uses this illustration of, I think it was um, uh, England's uh, bicycle team, uh, like Tour de France kind of bicycle um, competitions. And they, for years and years, they just 
they, they were never winning. They were, they were, it was just a failure. And so they, what they did is they began making 1% improvements in a lot of different areas. Uh, and the idea is, is that um, improvements, doesn't matter what it is, like exercise is cumulative. Uh, when you do, when you improve 1% in this area and 1% in another area, uh, it all adds up. Uh, and, uh, and so they were just everything from the paint on the bikes to, uh, to their uniforms, to what they ate, um, to just having the bikes clean and how they stored them. And they made tiny little incremental changes uh, through all these different uh, you know, layers of, of that sport. And then they became uh, a winning team. Uh, and so little things uh, will hinder you uh, from, from running your race. Uh, and, uh, and you've got to, you've, you know, it, for young people, someone say, hey, that friend's not good for you. They're keeping you from serving God uh, like, you know, you're worried about what they think or what they're going to say uh, or what, uh, what image uh, you have, uh, and that, that keeps you. Uh, there, there are, we could go into a million different examples we get rid of sin, the sin, sins, besetting sins, big, little, whatever, that keeps us from, but there are other things in our life uh, that, uh, that are also doing it. Uh, and so when I use that illustration this morning, it's fresh on my mind, obviously, uh, in a big one uh, with uh, Dominic, and, and when we think of spiritual maturity, um, there are, I know a lot of people, I know people in our church, I know people in other churches, uh, and they have, they've allowed um, it, their, their spending habits keep them from serving God. Um, their, um, you know, you can take even from a physical standpoint. I don't have energy, I whatever. There's what, it, it, all, it all comes together. Um, I, I can't, I get home from work and I just, I'm pastor, I'm just so exhausted, I'm so tired that I, that I can't come to soul winning. All right, well, let's reverse engineer that. Um, is, it, is it you're so tired because of work or you're tired because you stayed up too late binge-watching Netflix? Um, is it, are, you, are you fatigued because um, you're not treating your body uh, uh, like you should, eating, the, resting? There's a lot of things that go into that. Uh, but what we, if, if, I, if something's keeping me from running my race and keeping me from being a soul winner, which, by the way, uh, is a command for us, it's not optional, we, you are running a race, you're in it whether you like it or not, uh, and you are a witness. Uh, and, and, uh, and you have to share the gospel. And when we stand before God, and again, you don't got to come to organize soul winning to be a soul winner, but you best be soul winning. Telling people about Jesus every time you can. Uh, and uh, Paul, uh, as we read in, uh, in Corinthians in uh, Sunday school class, uh, they, uh, they, they mock, they, whatever, in the, in the, uh, the Jews were mocking him, uh, and he says, all right, I'm done. I'm taking the gospel to Gentiles. Uh, and uh, and he, uh, the Bible says he dusts off his feet and all those different things. Uh, and uh, we have to identify uh, these areas in our life. Running the race that is set before you. You did run well, but who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? Um, you know, there are, a lot of, there are a lot of Christians. I'm going to just put it this way. Um, they're, they're in a, a solid Bible preaching church. I'll just say it's an independent Baptist church. Solid independent Baptist church being fed the word of God, um, truth and what's right, uh, and then all of a sudden they're out of it. And it's because of some podcast preacher, some book that they read, some, some friend uh, that's always like, well, why do you this and why do you that? If, somebody's, if somebody is challenging 
your dedication to God? Like saying, you go to church too much. Why would you go on a Sunday night, especially a Wednesday night? Why would you do that? Is that necessary? Does that make you more saved or less saved? And, and they begin putting these things and they bewitch you. Uh, and, they, and they condition you. And after a while, oh yeah, you skip church on a, on a Wednesday night and God doesn't zap you. I go, oh, well, I guess, you know, I guess that was okay. And then it's every Wednesday night. And then it's the, uh, and, and after a while, then it's like you're a Sunday morning Christian every two, three, maybe two times a month. And it all started by the influences that you have in your life. And, uh, and God forbid the pastor would say, you know what, you need to be careful about so-and-so. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, what if your pastor said, oh, I see you're hanging around on Facebook. They're probably not good for you. Oh, you're just, you're nosy. You're a busybody. I mean, that's the, that's the uh, you know, the typical type of reaction. Um, but sometimes you need, you need somebody to tell you that something's not good for you. It's going to hurt you. Um, I, I spend way too much time um, trying to work people out of stuff that, that it, had they had just listened to the preaching or to the counsel of me or people around them, um, that they wouldn't be in the mess that they're in. Um, removing weights, getting them out of the way, uh, figuring out what it is. Why? Because I want to run, and I want to run well, and I want to stand before God. Uh, and if it's, if it's my friend, uh, if, it's, if it's some other relationship, whatever it is, if it's my job, if your job is hindering you from running your race, you need to find a different job. That's a weight and you got to cast it off. Lighter is faster. And, I, and uh, if it, if whatever, whatever is keeping you uh, from whatever God wants you to do. Uh, you know, I, um, I have health problems. I know a lot of people do. And, I, and please understand when I say this. There are times where, I mean, you physically can't. You are hindered from doing things because of age uh, and, your, and your physical um, abilities. Um, and, uh, and I get that, I understand that. You're not going to, you, if you have trouble walking or you need to walk with assistance or whatever, you're not going to go walking up and down the hills knocking doors. Um, I get it. Uh, but you can pray. And, um, you know, when it's soul winning time, you can't, you can't go out soul winning, but you can come in this auditorium while other people are out soul winning, and you can pray for the soul winners. There's something that every single Christian can do regardless uh, of their physical um, obstacles that are there. There are some weights, some obstacles, some things in your life that you can't remove. I get that. But I'm, what I'm talking about are the ones that you can do something about. And, uh, and that, comes, that comes with the spiritual maturity. Paul says, this is what I do. I'm going to know him, the power's resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, uh, and uh, I'm going I'm to run and try to apprehend as though I have not already apprehended and I'm going to run and press towards the prize of the high calling to know him, to be like him. Uh, and he says, you all uh, need to have church at, uh, at Corinth, or excuse me, church at Philippi. Uh, you, need to, you need to have the same mind in you. And if you don't, God will, when you get to heaven, you're going to know you should have, is what he's saying. Uh, and uh, if you're otherwise minded, God will settle that out. Uh, but wouldn't it be just great if you stood before God uh, and, uh, and, and you ran well because you listened to the sermon on, you know, August 28th. Uh, that was it, the 28th today? <laughs> uh, and, uh, and it's like, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm in the race. I, I'm in it, so I might as well 
get with the program uh, and, uh, and, start, and start running. Uh, you know, it, it's not like if you're going to run the Boston Marathon, so you're like, you, there's training regimens or whatever, and you're saying you condition yourself to finally do that. Uh, when you got saved, you got plopped uh, on the starting line. Um, and go. Now we have the Holy Spirit. We, there's a lot of things that can aid us along the way. The Word of God, each other. We're supposed to provoke one another unto love and good works. Examples, youth to be an example of believers. I said that this morning. They're uh, younger teaching the older. And there's a lot of layers to that uh, in the Word of God. And, we, and we're in this, uh, and, uh, and it's almost, uh, you ever see those kind of like the, the, the runner, they're doing whatever, the, um, and, and they blow out a hamstring? And uh, I saw this one, I can't remember what kind of a race it was, uh, but their dad um, uh, ran out of the stands and got out there. And of course, security's coming, and, you know, this guy's running. He's like, oh, this is my son. Uh, and, uh, and he's just basically helping them. Or you've seen people just kind of, you know, um, uh, help one another and assist. That's what we do with each other. It's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, let's go, let's, and, uh, and, we're running it, and we're running it together, and we encourage, and we come alongside, and we edify, and we build up, uh, and, uh, uh, but, and, and we can think of all the analogies that we're in it together, we're a team provoking one another unto love and good works, and if someone says, man, you got to get rid of that weight, um, it's, it's slowing you down, uh, and it's slowing us down. Uh, and uh, you should be like, oh, thanks, I didn't, I didn't know. Uh, it, it, and it might be just a little change, and it could be whatever. And you know what it is. If I was, uh, if, if I was to say right now, um, ask God, ask the Holy Spirit of God, um, do I have a weight? I'm not even talking about sins, because we know we all got those. I say, I have something in my life that's not necessarily a sin that is keeping me uh, from, from running my race in a way that, that you would accept. And you ask the Holy Spirit, I guarantee you 100% uh, that the Lord would reveal something to you um, that is a weight in your Christian life. Uh, and so tonight I want to challenge you, identify what it is. Uh, and, uh, and now here's the thing. If you, if, you like, if you pray tonight, say, God, reveal to me, show me. Uh, and by the way, you probably already know before you even ask him. Um, What's, what's in my life? I'm, I'm not even talking about idols or sin, but what, what can I add to my life? Yes, but what can I remove? What's hindering me? What's weighing me down? Lighter's, lighter is faster, and I need, to, I need to shed some weight so I can run uh, that I may obtain. Uh, and, if, and if you pray with all sincerity, and you come up from your knees, uh, and you're like, I got nothing. God didn't tell me anything. Ask, ask me, and I'll tell you. Say, Pastor, what do, you, what, do, what do you think in my life uh, is a weight that is hindering me? And with as, as much honesty as I can tell you, I would, I'll give you an honest answer. Uh, if you don't want to ask me, ask your husband. Ask your wife. And let them answer. So I just say, honey, doesn't matter. I'm, you know, all trans, and whatever. Is there anything in my life that is keeping me from serving the Lord? Uh, and my wife would go, motorcycles. And I'd go, get behind, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> and uh, uh, and uh, no, I wouldn't do that. Um, but if, if they're honestly and just say, hey, like I've had people say, you know, pastor, like let's say they, they're trying to, the weight, their weight is smoking cigarettes and they need to quit. And I'm like, man, you gotta, you know, 
um, got to quit that. And they're like, well, you drink coffee. And I said, I'll stop drinking coffee right now if you'll stop smoking cigarettes. And I've meant it. No, no, nobody's ever taken me up on it. And, but I get what they're saying. Um, and, uh, but if, it's, if, it's, if, if, coffee, if coffee was keeping me from serving God or from giving to missions or whatever type of things, that'd be a weight. And I'd have to get rid of it. You ask God, what in my life do I need to shed? Who in my life might I need to shed? Um, and uh, to, to get um, and, run in, and run in shape. Uh, because I'm, because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not running like the way that you'd want me to run. I know I've got to run. That's, it's, it's not an optional activity. Um, and there's a finish line. And uh, I don't want to be, if there's crowns for me to win, I want to win them. Uh, if if I, I want to stand before God and I, and I, I, want, I want to finish well, uh, like Paul said, I've, I've, I've finished my course. I, I want that for my life. But in order for that to be my end in mind goal and for that to happen, I have to do things right now um, that are just going to make that. It's end in mind. Uh, and so right now, ask God, what's going to stop me from that? And then pause and let him and listen for God to tell you. And when he tells you, you just obey him. Uh, and, uh, and some of it would be easy. Um, but there's, some of those things are hard. Uh, and, um, you know, and it could be, um, you know, you've expressed a desire to, to follow the Lord in ministry, perhaps. And somebody who loves you in your life is like, ah, oh, but you're going to be poor. Or you're going to whatever. And they give you all these what ifs. And, and uh, when you're going to go to a mission field and you're going to take your kids and they're going to be all this. You know, I, I get upset because I'm not around my, my grandbabies. Um, but I can't imagine. Like Brother Rasmussen was here not too long ago. He hadn't seen his grandkids because of COVID and being in Thailand for like, I don't know how many, several years. Uh, and, um, but somebody puts those seeds in and like, oh, well, I can't. I guess I can't go. I guess I can't do it. That would be, and, uh, and you got to go, hey, that rhetoric or those challenges or you saying those things, um, you got to stop saying them. Because if God's called me to wherever, I need to be willing to go. And the things you're saying to me um, are a hindrance uh, to me obeying and following the Lord. Uh, and uh, those are hard conversations to have. Um, but when it's family, but if they're hindering uh, in that weight, you've got you to set limits about what they can talk about. Uh, or and sometimes you've got to uh, separate and just do exactly what God uh, would have you to do. Let's ask the Lord that tonight. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our, and our eyes closed this evening. And we're simply going to ask God in prayer tonight to reveal. Um, could be to reveal a sin. The Holy Spirit says you need to stop doing this. You need to start doing that. Um, maybe it's your sin of unbelief and you need to, you need to trust in him and, and by faith. Uh, but it could be tonight that God says, you know, here's another thing. And, and, uh, and I've, I've had people, I've confronted people and recently, one that w- the person we had, we had to run them off. And, and, uh, and, and when, I, when I would confront uh, on stuff, they go, well, did I sin? It doesn't have to always be a sin. There are other things that we do or don't do in our life. Uh, that causes just as much grief or struggles with people, whatever. And so ask God, show me a weight, uh, and then respond to God, uh, the Holy Spirit, accordingly. As the panel begins to play, let's spend some time in prayer. You make an altar of your seat.